It's the Mitchin Podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mitchin. My name is Andrew Levins, and my co-host name is Mitchell Orr. What's up? We are a weekly food podcast coming to you out of Sydney. Is it weekly? I, I mean, is this somewhat? Is we this recorded week? last week, and now we're. Well, I'm going to try and get I, this up today. I can't tell the fucking what time of whatever it is. Just forget a like a watch or a phone. You have yeah, a phone. No. What do you use it for? It, it I, like I thought you were just in 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 the in the kitchen at all times, just checking the calendar app. Yeah, basically. No, it just feels like a long time already since yeah. we did this. Well, we recorded last Wednesday. It's now Friday. We didn't record on Wednesday because <sighs> let's talk about some real problems in the industry, real, Mitch. Real Tell life. us about your problems in the industry. Real life. I had to uh, do. I've had to do two nights on the pans this week. It was very, very trying times. Hungy message. I was. As you know, Lil, my sous chef's on holidays and then uh, one of my other chefs called in sick on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, it left just me and Benny in the kitchen. Just the two-man two, two, two man job. The two-man job. And then um, Pussy came and helped us on Tuesday night. But obviously, on Wednesday, he gets set up for his little pop-up thing that he's got going on. So, me and Ben did service by ourselves. And then, obviously, we couldn't record on Wednesday because I had to be at work for service and doing real work instead doing of talking about other people of, doing yeah. not real work and I also missed out on going to the Justin Bieber concert with Hongi which would have been <laughs> fucking hilarious where was my invite Hongi you fuckhead yeah. so <laughs> I think he bought tickets for him and Rara but Rara's in Indo still so right. he was like didn't want to go by himself so he messaged me and said it could be your birthday present and then um, I couldn't go anyway so yeah but you know it's it was actually quite fun, just me and Ben working and sort of jumping on the pans again. But Did you um, put Justin Bieber on so it felt like you were nah, there? No, 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 I couldn't do it. I really wanted... I thought I should have at least gotten like a 10-minute set at the Sydney show <laughs> yeah. after my, my, my Justin Bieber, my history with Justin Bieber and the media. Did he Did he have support? He had, his support was like some gross pop band and then uh, someone called Martin Garrix who was like a massive EDM, EDM kind yeah, of dude. Right. I don't know. I felt like... Uh, for those who don't know, I, I, I played at a Meredith Music Festival in Melbourne a few years ago, mm. DJed, and uh, I played a Bieber song. I played Sorry. It was, it was just before. It wasn't even like at the peak of that song just yet. No, it but was, it was early, like, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a really good song. I thought it was like it had to kind of fit in with dancehall stuff, so I played it. And uh, I think it wasn't it wasn't that people were upset that I played it. It's that, like, uh, as the chorus was coming on, I pulled the mic, the, like, the, the sound down, got people to, like, scream along sorry and then i grabbed the mic and yelled fuck anyone who doesn't <laughs> love justin bieber um a lot of people got upset and uh well i mean i feel like maybe 30 people at the festival got upset and then <laughs> and then a few of them wrote like you know all the all the regular wrote, music wrote some blog posts about it yeah like you know what food media is actually fine compared to, to the music like media. Me- music media yeah. is so ridiculous um so yeah the people like it got picked up it can be like a weird viral story <laughs> And uh, I had a lot of lot of, lot of trolls coming after me. Yeah. Uh, people very upset. Um, but uh, who cares? Love. Who cares? Who anyway, cares? But yeah, I, I should have I should have been the support. FYI, you should have. Yeah. Anyway, so Hongi, sh- Hongi's message was, "Lol, you actually have to do some work." <laughs> so it was, it's it's been pretty tough. You know, I'm used to just crossing dockets off with a sharpie, so I'd actually have to <laughs> do some physical labels. That's tough. why you've got such big guns. All those crossing offs. Ah, oh, mate. Um, so we're recording on a Friday. It is actually uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day today. So Mitch is uh, going to do the entire episode in, in an Irish <laughs> accent. I can do an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's potatoes. Uh, good one. Yeah, Real stereotypical. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm actually... Levens is an Irish name. Is it? Yeah. I'm, or, or Scottish. Or Scottish. Mm. 
Yeah, or a Scottish. Or so a Scottish. I, I thought you said Levens is an Irish man or Scottish. I'm like, no, I'm 100% a Levens, an Irish name. Uh, so today on the show, we're going to uh, be uh, talking about, we're going to say goodbye to some things. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to a Sydney restaurant and a, uh, a food publication. We're going to uh, talk about the worst ever Bondi pop-up dinner. And there'd have to be a lot of things <laughs> vying for that position. This one somehow took, took, took the gold. Uh, we're going to talk about dried oregano. We're uh, you know we're a bit late on it. Everyone enough has been said about it. We're gonna we're gonna weigh in on this uh, Cooper's marriage equality debate that uh, shouldn't have happened. Uh, I've also found a very funny um, uh, you know Sydney is fucked rant that we can talk about. And our feature story we're even gonna we're joined by our guest, one of our good friends, Ray Jones, is gonna join us later in the episode to talk about uh, cultural appropriation in Sydney and, and Australian restaurants. Uh, and to be frank, like, you know, like borderline racism and sometimes just straight out racism, straight out racism on our yeah. menus in Sydney. And then it's a thing that like, you know, we can well, obviously we'll talk about it in depth later, but it's a thing that it's either largely ignored or even like celebrated by like outside of the food press world. But mm. I feel like it's, you know, no one ever really kind of points out how shit it can be. So we're going to do that later in the show. But first, we're going to say goodbye to some things. Mitch, are you ready to say goodbye? Sure. Um, so, queue up "Last Goodbye" by Jeff Buckley, please. Uh, the projects, please pay for the uh, the licensing <laughs> the fees to play that song in full uh, twice for both of these goodbyes we're about to do. Uh, the first news we got is uh, Neil Perry's restaurant, Eleven Bridge, uh, formerly known as Rockpool Est nineteen eighty nine. Who knows? It's had many iterations, but it's it's pretty huge. I mean, everyone should have heard about it by now, anyway. But um. It's pretty big news because it has been... The news is that he's closing it. Yeah, Rockpool has been a stalwart. How do you say that word? Is that right? Stalwart. (laughs) Stalwart. It has been an institution in Sydney dining. Um, So for for Neil to decide to actually close it, even though, you know, they changed the name to Eleven Bridge, it was still pretty much Rockpool. So it's it's pretty big news. Um, There was a few little rumours on the street maybe a month or two ago that Phil was looking to leave. So head chef at um, at Eleven Bridge and even before, you know, he's been there, head chef of that, of that space for years now. Yeah, I think um, he said eight years, which is a long time. Philip Wood, who is a, a, a sometimes guest on this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a, some few, a few rumours on the street that Phil was looking to move on. Um, I hadn't heard anything about the actual change happening at Eleven Bridge, so that's that was news to me, but... Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what Phil does and it will be very interesting to see how Neil's new Asian restaurant goes next door to Mr. Wong. Oh, man. Really? So, they're going to turn it into a fine dining, Cantonese, like, you know... High level Chinese kind of thing between that that space that space the oh, that's not too, space. too close is, is, is it Bro, that? it's like around the corner yeah right like okay it's sure ten meters away so it'll be interesting like Neil's quoted as saying Sydney can probably support a few more high end Chinese restaurants I don't know if Sydney can support any more fucking restaurants in general but it'll be interesting to see and it'll be really exciting to see what Phil does Phil's a great chef I, yeah. I, I, I never had uh, I, I mean I never ate there when it was called Eleven Bridge but I don't think the menu was that different to when it was called Rockpool right? I always just go I go and sit at the bar pretty sure. often and just to see Phil and have a laugh at him and have a chat with him yeah and I had eat a, some really tasty food so yeah it'll be interesting it'll be it'll be cool to see what he comes and does at Acme the most stingray I've ever eaten in one sitting was uh, courtesy of Phil at Rockpool <laughs> So like he can even if he never works again, he has that milestone yeah, forever. There you go, um, Phil. You should come on talk about your future with us yeah. at the mission. 
We're going to start getting guests in just to do, do the weird show with us yeah. in the future. And then you might notice if you manage to navigate the Gourmet Traveller website. Yeah, because Gourmet Traveller broke this news. That Neil has also designed a new menu at Saki Restaurant. Oh, really? Because... Saki Restaurant, which is like a it's chain... Now part of, it's now part of... Neil is still now part of the whole group. Right. And also all the, bur- the Burger Project and Everything, all the rock pools yeah. fall under this umbrella. Yeah. So he's and now. I think they will... I think they also take over Eleven Bridge now as well. It becomes part of the whole group as well. Yeah, right. Interesting. So that's for, that, that. So yeah, the, it, the, the funny thing about this is that yeah, like you, you there are Gourmet Traveler going to get stacks of clicks to this uh, website, for, for this page. Sorry to um, you yeah. know, for people <laughs> finding out what's going on with Eleven Bridge. But yeah, the, the sponsored content all around it. Like there's banners, <laughs> there's like a wallpaper. Is just this massive new menu by Neil Perry. Is that uh, a, is that Restaurant. called Synergy? The project? Is I'd that, say so. that what's that is? There's enough there. There is a there is a. There is a massive square that says click here to book that doesn't ever leave the page no matter how far you scroll down. <laughs> that is true synergy. True synergy. So what does that, does that what does that leave Neil Perry as the owner of now? Or is he not This is too deep industry talk, I, but No, I don't know if he's the owner. I don't know what his deal is with the massive multinational corporation that bought the group. And, and they're not they're not even an Australian based corporation, no, are they? Yeah. No, I can't even remember what their name is. I try not to think about it to be McDonald's. <laughs> Kinkos. <laughs> <laughs> Photocopying and fine dining together at last. Um all right, so over from uh, Eleven Bridge, we're gonna say goodbye to them um and uh, hopefully say hello to Phil Wood at somewhere great in the future. Uh, we also need to say goodbye to uh something that I was very excited about in its first year of incarnation and gradually just realized I stopped reading them so I stopped getting them. They've but, still uh, been really great. Yeah, I know. This is, that, that's still on me. Been it's really on great. them. I'm yeah. talking about Lucky Peach, which is a zine that was a collaboration between McSweeney's and Bourdain and David Chang. Is that right? I don't know what McSweeney's is. McSweeney's was like a, they're like an independent publisher. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm right there. Right, right, right. Um, I refuse to look things up. I don't before know. I say yeah, that. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Chang's still involved, but the editor is Peter Meehan. Yep. He sure is. Uh, and uh, so Lucky Pictures is awesome quarterly magazine that came out. Um, I, I only ever picked it up when I was at a Momofuku spot. Which right. I subscribe. I've had a subscription pretty a real, much the whole time. Real chef over here, everybody. I can't say that I ever read them, but I always flick <laughs> through them. They look they, pretty. They're good to have, yeah. Um, there is always really cool shit in them. They did an entire issue dedicated to faux. Yeah, they're the best. The best ones are when they theme them and, and do something like that. Like the latest one was chicken. Right. So... I haven't picked that one up yet. It just came in the mail the other day. But it's pretty sad because it was something that I always look forward to. It was something that was unique and different and wasn't just reviews or paid for advertisement and content and that kind of thing. And it was really left to center and had really cool um, animation and all that kind of stuff in it. So it's pretty sad to see that, you know, even a quarterly like that, which would have had a pretty massive readership, I would say. Certainly a massive fan base. Yeah, can't survive. Um, so. so yeah, the last the last uh, issue comes out in May. It's a double a double issue called uh, and the theme is the suburbs. Um, but a uh, friend of the show and host of the unbearable lightness of being hungry, Lee Tran Lam, uh, sent me this link as soon as she she found out about it. She was an, obviously a massive fan mm. of Lucky Peach. I'm sure every issue sits proudly um, on her bed. Um, but uh, she said um, please talk about Lucky Peach folding on the Mitchin RIP a truly great food mag it is so hard for food magazines and any magazines to stay afloat 
and then said it kind of has interesting parallels with the Mitchin media made by chefs, but also it was just so inventive and great and unlike anything else around. Yeah, that's very true. And I guess it's sad for me because I... It's considerably better than the Mitchin. It's considerably better, yeah. I like... But we're still here, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) For this week, anyway. But I... I kind of like picking something up and having something physical to read and look at and flick through and take on the plane or whatever, you know, it's not the same as just reading something online. So it kind of sucks that that's the way print media is going and of how much a struggle it is and that that's the way the world's going in general, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and actually they're a bit vague on what's going to happen with the website because they say until May 1st, there's still... I think still they're closing it down too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, they're closing the, the website thing, too. Yeah. That's crazy. They, yeah, so I don't know. Surely whether, they can generate enough money from ads to keep the website afloat. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? There's a, that's an amazing treasure trove of uh, of travel knowledge and like there's... All kinds uh, of shit, yeah. Yeah, there's even a um, uh, an article about um, Gourmet Traveller um, sorry, fuck, I said it wrong. <laughs> it's Friday. Don't record podcasts on Friday. Um, there's an article by Gourmet Traveler's own Pat Nurse uh, yeah, Pat's, about, Pat's about Golden con- Century. Pat's contributed and, a few times to yeah. it. Yeah. So um, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so and they're also, they've, they've got cookbooks coming out later and their fourth book, which is called All About Eggs, is coming out in April as well. I really love that we're just like, we're just Google right now. Like everyone can find all this shit and everyone probably read all this shit and we're just repeating it back. Okay. So next week on the mission, I'm going to read out HTTP links, (laughs) HTML links, and uh, it's going to be a 30 second episode. And you you just, just listen with a pen handy, (laughs) jot down what we say and And then then uh, go visit them. Uh, So instead of saying goodbye, we're now going to make fun of people in, <laughs> in in the food industry at the moment do you want to make fun of people that use dried oregano first or do you want yeah. people that would go to a pop-up pop no, diner let's in, do the uh, oregano thing uh, okay cool so um choice have reported this week uh what a choice again though like what is choice it's like uh they kind of research consumer stuff so like making sure that brands aren't oh, lying to yeah, their customers right, 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 right. um so uh after a choice uh investigation the accc I don't know what that stands for. I don't know what that is either. Ass, cunt, 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 has (laughs) fine heights foods (laughs) Um, with a uh, $10,800 penalty for selling adulterated oregano. Um, When you first sent me this, I was like... Why is Hoyt Cinemas selling oregano? <laughs> but Hoyt's is like that. That's that. Like when you go to the supermarket, the cheapest brand of of herbs and yeah. spices is always the red bag, um, and th- it says Hoyt's on it. Do people still? I haven't smoked weed in a very long time. Yo. Do people still put oregano in their weed? To I bought a, their I bought a lot of oregano in high school. <laughs> yeah, so is this like the opposite? Are they now putting weed in the oregano? Well, yeah. No. So in, instead of saying, instead of being upset that like your your weed was only ten percent weed and ninety percent oregano, <laughs> this is um, like basically choices kind of like revealed that a number of popular brands selling oregano tainted have been tainted with olive and sumac leaves and with one product containing less than 10% oregano. So Hoyt's probably being that, that one, that the product that, that has the least probably. oregano in it. Um, uh, yeah, they're going to save $10,000, almost $11,000, which yeah. seems not that much really. If no, you're a massive it doesn't brand. if you're a massive brand. Yeah. But also if you're buying dried oregano in the first place, sucks shit to you. So what? What is dried oregano? Who like dried? It's, it's for use of sprinkling on shitty pizza and shitty pasta. Right? Yeah, I mean you can buy actually buy really nice dried oregano, but most dried herbs taste like 
cardboard basically mm. so well maybe that's the, the olive leaves and sumac maybe, leaves maybe maybe or the weed or the weed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny um it's i highly recommend going to the choice page um for just like people that are so passionate about their dried oregano <laughs> use like like sending photo putting up photos of their the brands that they choose to use saying can you look into this one for me choice <laughs> like <laughs> um so the, yeah the um the brand that has the most oregano in it is uh, Sea Fresh, which is the yellow and green little tubs of oregano. That's fifty percent oregano, um, and uh, Master of Spices has less than ten percent. Hoyts has eleven percent. Aldi twenty six percent. Spice and Co thirty five percent. Thirty six percent for Menorah. And uh, Spencer's has 40%. So, there you go. Don't buy any of those brands because dried oregano is for fucking idiots. <laughs> Get some, like, decent oregano. And if you can't use it all, just freeze it and but, use it when yeah, you... Yeah, or buy it fresh and just dry it yourself and it'll taste much fucking better. What's Do you, do you dry oregano or do you just use fresh? It has different applications. Like, I've used dried Sicilian oregano before, which has a really specific taste. But I, I bought, I bought, I when I was in the stuff. States, because I, I keep... Um, I really I, don't use any dried herbs. Right. I, went, I had like a chori- Mexican chorizo recipe that called for Mexican oregano or mm. oregano. They call oregano. It um, happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. And the uh, herbs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I bought some Mexican oregano for, for use in that. And it, it did taste different. From Mexico or from here? From the States. Oh, you brought it in the States. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Brought it back, smuggled it back smuggled through customs. Back. Do you know how much easier it is to smuggle anything into customs anymore? Is it? Is it's it? so easy these days. Like you used to have to, um, you know, I do you have food? Yes. Okay, no, you're, you're fucked. You're going to get searched. Your sh- all you your shit's going to get searched. What? Tick no. Yeah. Well, now it's like do you, now you don't even have to feel bad about it because it's like, do you have egg products? Uh, do you have dairy products? I think they're the only things, that, and or maybe fruit. They're the only things that they give a fuck about, uh, right? And if you have X amount of what? Alcohol or cigarettes or whatever. Yeah, 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 and weapons. Obviously, air travel—it's a—it's a dangerous business. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the worst pop-up in diner. It's the Bondi pop-up dinner fail that everyone was talking about this week. How many Bondi pop-ups have you been to, Mitch? Uh, zero. Oh, fail. <laughs> um, so there was a uh, a massive um, what do they call it? A movable feast on Bondi Beach. Um, tickets were up to $165 a, per- a person. And, uh, and you had to buy two tickets. That's right. And uh, the chef was Luke Mangan. Not He's not been a guest on the mission so far. Why no. is that, Mitch? Uh. <laughs> 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 um, so, basically, there was... Who um, goes to these things? What? Bondi. What? Possess- no, but it's people... People are so people yeah, visiting one. Like, right? why? That what that? possesses people to spend one hundred sixty-five dollars to go and eat with, I don't know, however many other dickheads <laughs> on the fucking beach? Well, here's the thing: I don't even get to eat like with all these other dickheads. You had to uh, basically like lines were were over an hour for food and drink. With the drinks lines being up to two hours. And uh, there wasn't even enough food for all the people that and it was bought all tickets. Paid as well. Where the fuck is all that money going? Probably in Luke Mangan's pocket. You know? um, and so yeah, like apparently it was uh, people kind of just started ordering Dominoes and getting Dominoes delivered to this place that was they've spent five hundred dollars <laughs> or whatever to. <laughs> uh, um, so maybe it was like a like a very big um, like does, kind of ploy for, for Dominoes. Does Pizza Hut still exist? Yeah, they're just getting dominated by Domino's. That's Dominators. Dominators. That's so... Because I was always all about pizza. I used to hate Domino's when I was younger. 
I was always Pizza Hut. Well, so there was an amazing article this week um, that I, I think I sent to you. It was on yeah, like did. Forbes or Time or it something like that. Too long, did not read. Really, it was an, it's a really, really incredible, fascinating article about Domino's, um, about how they basically kind of like in, in the States five years ago or whatever, they kind of admitted that their product was shit and then they were going to do that. Like they were going to make it better. Please, you know, their marketing campaign was just like way bolder. It was like, you know, it used to be shit. Now we're better. Try it and see if you can taste right. the difference. And since then, they've just focused more on the tech side of things instead of like, they've only they've only put two new items on the menu in the last two years. And they so just, they've stopped with the whole sauce, hot dog crusts and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, maybe not here. Definitely in America. Right. Yeah, so I was going to say, what are the, what's, has it, it changed It's here all about well? tech. It's all about like basically like new new ways to order. So like you can just tweet the pizza emoji at the Domino's um, account. And if you have an account with them, they link to your Twitter, they'll send your favorite pizza to you. Oh, that's pretty hectic. Like immediately. Jao used to... Jao at you? Used to, when he got... Used to get really stoned. He used to order Domino's. <laughs> put it out there. Every, everyone knows. Jao's not, not, not ashamed. And he would always, like, Domino's introduced, like, a pizza tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would sit there stoned, the like, watching, <laughs> watching the tracker. It's pretty funny. So, I mean, there there has been, there's always, like, one of these stories every month about, like, a, a, a an over oversold pop-up event. Yeah, um, they're always on, on a beach somewhere. They're always involving a chef that you know wasn't actually involved. Like, you know, Luke Mangan doesn't really get shamed much out of this. He, he just had like a very no. Small he wouldn't have even been there. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> he did, couldn't afford a ticket. Um, there was that hilarious uh, one t- two New Year's Eves ago. Um, it was like in like the Lady Macquarie's chair area. And um, p- people paid. It was like five hundred dollars a ticket. They couldn't see the fireworks. There was no food. Um, there were there weren't enough portaloos. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. and then that same group went on to do that barbecue festival that we kind of did an episode around uh, right. like last year. Which um, was that organised really shit as well? They they only there was like like a few thousand people, and it was in um in the domain. Yeah. And there would have been five barbecue trucks selling food and they all ran out of food by like 11.30 in the morning. And it was an all-day event that went till like 8 p.m. And uh, there was just like insane lines for the two trucks that actually still had food. And it was like skewers of meat, you know. It wasn't even like slow-cooked barbecue stuff. And like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a shit fight. That's generally why I say no to doing festivals and things like that. Have you got a a bad bad experience or just seen other people? No, it's just like, like it's just hard from where I am like I don't have a cool room at the restaurant I don't have extra staff to go and staff things and do all the prep and all that kind of stuff so logistically I'm not set up to do it and I know this so I say no to it Mm. but it seems like people organise these shit things and try and do all these things and they don't have the logistics to actually pull them off. Mm. And it's like all the little things that, you know, you go and think about, oh, we'll get all these big name chefs and we'll get heaps of people, but then you forget to have rubbish bins or water for sale or, you know, like the little things get lost. I organized those uh, fried chicken. I did two fried chicken parties with about, the first one was uh, uh, like 800 people. The second one was 1,800 people with the cake wines guys. It was the first one, the one we did together. Yeah, and we, and we over-organized for that yeah, one. Yeah, we over-organized. We, uh, we brought too much food. But uh, yeah, it is like, you know, it, it, it's about yeah. drumming into the, the, the chefs that you got involved. You're like, hey, this is how many people are coming. You have to make sure you prepare enough food for every single one of them yeah. because they're, they're, they're coming here to eat. They're not just here to have one one meal. Yeah, but then you never know. Like, as a 
as a chef that might have to pay to be there mm-hmm. and might have to give a cut of their sales to be there. Totally. You don't want to have anything left over at the end of it either because then that's wasted money and wasted food, you know? So Nothing worse than wasted food. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I know there's just two... Like every time there's something stupid like that on, that's all those people that aren't eating in restaurants around Sydney. So, I don't know. Most of them seem pretty dumb to me. <laughs> uh, so, that is our, our cool rants on Bondi and Oregano. Which did you find funnier? Let Mitch know at Krillin on the Definitely Run on Twitter. <laughs> 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 so, occasionally, Mitch, we talk about, um, you know, the difficulties that we face living in Sydney. Obviously, you have... Uh, a lot of points of view as a chef and a business owner in Sydney and it can get hard myself involved in, in nightclubs we've done a lot of episodes about the lockout laws and about how difficult it can be to, to operate a business or work, run a party in Sydney um, but uh, occasionally like an anti-Sydney rant will kind of miss the point yeah right? like, I don't, like I love Sydney and I don't understand why people want to live anywhere else but I get how fucked the government is and how useless council is and all that kind of shit. But when you're just whinging about Sydney itself, it's kind of annoying. So there was a um, an editorial on uh, the Sydney Morning Herald earlier in the week um, by Elizabeth Farrelly, who I, was an older writer. Um, she is uh, she's come out in support of the lockouts. So I you know I, I respect her as a writer and as a voice. Um, in, so in support of the lockouts? Sorry, against the lockouts, my bad. Sorry, right. Elizabeth, to throw you under the bus like that. I'll pull you back out. Um, but uh, So, she's written an, an article called, I've always loved Sydney, but I'm starting to fear the marriage is over. And uh, there have been a lot of articles like this where it's like an um, extremely well-educated person uh, comes out and says that this particular part of Sydney that they've been a part of their entire life is not the Sydney that it used to be. Um I'll, I'll put this this article on our Facebook page. It's quite a long article, but um, it. Uh, Are you not going to read this one from start from to finish? The, no, I'll, I'll read out one paragraph, which is going to take me long <laughs> enough anyway. But um, you know, like basically, it, it it is what you can expect. It is it is someone who is a lot more, uh, you know, charity minded, artfully minded than the government, which you know always is going to happen. I mean, in particularly like the current local government and, and state government of New South Wales is extremely development focused. Is all about you know. Uh, throwing all, all of the wrong things yeah setting everything on fire then quitting and getting a bank job um, <laughs> uh, but um, there so this is she talks about what she misses what the, you know what, what she loves about Sydney and what's still there and I just want to point out this really strange paragraph there is still so much to love the pockets of sweetness and ancient need moments when Sydney drops the hyper shiny mask to reveal its true damaged brink teetering self the schizophrenic streets and sandstone curbs worn as teeth the jazz dives and mahjong dens the feather beds six inches from the smack soaked street the horseback coppers and poetry bars and sudden gifts of poppies the ferals and fetal alcoholics the rotten figs and drenching storms the leafy eccentrics the soup kitchens the limping boys and bat faced girls and rainforest acts of ludicrous kindness these thank god exist mitch have you ever woken up in the morning and thought thank god i live in a city where any of those things exist <laughs> like well, i'll give i'll give it when they cut all the native fig trees down around moore park that was pretty fucked up so i'll give it that I don't know if anyone really needs smacked field streets. But <laughs> bat-faced girls. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I just have like, you know, like, like I'm leaving on the next plane to Melbourne unless you can tell me one good thing about Sydney. 
Oh, rotten figs. <laughs> of course. What was I thinking? I'm staying. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 we talk about Sydney all the time. We both love it. We both accept that it can be a hard place to to live, a hard place to work, a hard place to run a business in. But I think like the businesses that, that do succeed and the people that do work here, like they pr- create better work, they, especially the restaurant scene, in spite of how hard it can be to do it here. Mm. I wonder if it's a factor, like, you know, you have to push through the hard shit to make something great or I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, more Bondi pop-ups though. Yeah, definitely. Rotten, rotten fig I mean, pop-up coming to Bondi. There weren't enough rotten figs. It's always been hard to do anything in Sydney. Like, that's that's what Melbourne has over Sydney. Like, the council and the government so much more supportive and interested in making it a cultural hub. Mm-hmm. And Sydney just never fucking gets that. If you had to put together a um a paragraph of things that you're still so happy that are still in Sydney that you knew wouldn't appeal to one other person, what would be in your list? <laughs> I don't know because I think most of the things I like about Sydney are pretty stereotypical as well. You know, like I like the beaches. Like Sydney in the summertime is the best fucking place to be in the world. You know, so. I don't know, but I'm also a creature of comfort. Like, I like going to the spots that I go to. I like going to icebergs on a Sunday and then going for lunch and then going to another spot and then, you know, going and laying somewhere in the Arvo and having a nap in the sun. And Yeah. Like, I like the lifestyle here. And like you said, it's probably um, maybe not an elitist lifestyle because I really don't have any fucking money. But, you know, it's... Uh, only one aspect of Sydney, you know, or I like being able to drive out to Cabramatta and be immersed in another culture and and that kind of thing, you know. So there's so much good, like the the only negative shit about Sydney stems directly from the government mm-hmm. and what the government's doing and how the government is trying to change what Sydney is. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, Sydney's still fucking dope. So you wouldn't be like, I like the. Midnight opening office works, the unfinished <laughs> bike lanes, <laughs> <laughs> the unfinished bike lanes, or the bike lanes they put in and then rip out three months later, <laughs> or the fact that we're widening the M4 and the M2 to let heaps more people drive to the city, and then you can't drive anywhere in the city because <laughs> it's too many people. Yeah, exactly. We're putting a fucking a light rail down the middle of George Street, so no one can go anywhere once they fucking get here. I'm going to name this episode Rotten Figs in tribute to Elizabeth Farrelly's article. Um, yeah, uh, we, we, like we said, we, we, we love Sydney. It's hard. It's not that hard. You don't need to write an article about how awful Sydney is. No, and, and every, like, or, everyone knows the shit that's, fuck, that's fucked up. Like, so many writers have written like, and like these articles that are like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, the Sydney I fell in love with is not the same Sydney anymore, that kind of thing. And it's like, well, are you going to move? Are you going to do anything about it? Or are you just putting this article out here so you can whinge about it and leave it at that? Yeah, but I mean, we whinge about shit all the time too. But the thing is like, no, every city's going to change. Like everything changes over time. Like yeah. nothing's going to be the fucking same, you know? Mm. Do you think that because we are... Uh, like, like whenever I think of like what do I love about Sydney, I immediately think of food. <laughs> Does that just make me yeah. like? Obviously, it makes me a fat cunt. But also, like, I don't know. I, I, it's it's funny to me to when when I think of Sydney, like immediately I think of like you know I'm a younger younger person, so I think of like going out. I think about eating, yeah. but none of that is mentioned in in here. I wonder. Yeah, I guess that's a different. But she, you know, I think she's more about the art and culture side of things, like you know. Uh, um, sculpt- sculptures by the sea Jazz club Like jazz clubs Jazz clubs Who's ever been to a fucking jazz club <laughs> Do we even have jazz She does uh, say jazz bars so. Doesn't she yeah. yeah You know so like 
I love the idea of this, like, you know, very educated uh, Sydney Morning Herald writer going to a soup kitchen <laughs> with her rotten figs. Uh, cool. So, I'm going to talk about um, Coopers now. Um, if you live in Australia, no doubt you've heard about the massive Coopers boycott that was threatened by Coopers drinkers the country over because they uh, Coopers basically did this bizarre video with uh, and, and bizarre like campaign with the Bible Society to celebrate 100 years of the Bible. Oh, was it 200 years of the Bible Society? It's some ridiculous milestone the with the fucking Bible Society. I don't even know what the Bible Society is. I guess yeah, it's a society yeah. that love the Bible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be pretty funny if it's like... The Bible Society and Coopers have recently partnered on a creative campaign to reach even more Australians with God's word. There's one thing we don't need to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, they did this by releasing a video called Keeping It Light in which they uh, basically kind of... They, they, it was like had, they had two, two people from parliament. One of them is gay. One of them is a conservative. Actually, they're both on the conservative side of things, I think. But the idea was for them to talk about the marriage equality debate without while keeping it light, while respecting everyone's decisions and not getting angry and heat or heated and like, you know, um, yeah, like uh, just you know, keeping it light, basically. It's not, <laughs> not how you should fucking go about this extremely serious and life-affecting decision for yeah. so many Australians. Yeah. I don't think one of them's gay. It says the video features liberal MPs, Tim Wilson, who is agnostic and a supporter of marriage equality, and Andrew Hasty, a devout Christian. Right, cool. All right. Well, I fucked up that. I don't know why I added that. Two liberal MPs is probably wrong from the start. Yeah, like yeah. You're already down the wrong Sorry, track. everyone knows I write um, liberal fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so then it, it inspired a massive Cooper's boycott um, by everyone who, uh, you know, think. Well, think I, I've been boycotting. All, yeah. be, all beer companies forever. So. Well, I, I particularly boycott Coopers because their beer tastes like drinking a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, and then they they kind of backpedaled very quickly um, and and kind of distanced themselves from the video, cancelled the campaign, and then kind of came out in support, some kind kind of support yeah. of uh, this like you know very like I don't want to lose the business of the people that support gay marriage. Yeah. So I guess we are okay with gay marriage if that's what you choose yeah. to do. Yeah, but I think they've also had a long history of being in support with. The, um, this kind of belief structure mm-hmm. It's just sort of never been I guess Made viral like this Yeah And they've actually had to Like you know Take some repercussions for that Which is pretty You know It's probably been a long time coming for them really Are there any brands that you would have trouble Saying goodbye to If it came, they came out in support of You know in, 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 With a horrible campaign ah, like this Yeah heaps Mostly, I mean, I, I mean, I say that, but I wear lots of Nike shoes, and you know, I'm pretty sure kids are still making them somewhere. Yeah, in sure, yeah, Asia. yeah. So, you know, like giving up beer is not hard for me because <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink it anyway. But yeah, there would definitely be hard things, you know. But I'd like to think that most of the things that I support are generally pretty, pretty morally okay. So that's our hot take on a uh, on, on an article and a uh, a piece of news that you've probably heard way too many hot takes Who's on so idea? far. I guess it was the Bible Society's idea. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's so strange. 
It's so stupid. It's bizarre yeah. that it's bizarre that the Bible Society even exists and uh, that a brand would partner with them. I mean, they've been kind of sus for a long time too. A lot of there are a lot of stories going back about Cooper's, Cooper's yeah. yeah, like this yeah. quite conservative old old school values, like yeah. country New South Wales bumpkin bullshit. Yeah, not good. So woke beers only from this this point forward. <laughs> is that is craft beer woke? Oh, I think it is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like a real podcaster with having the laptops here, but it's also hella distracting. Why? What are you checking? I don't. I'm just like reading stuff that you've sent me, but I'm pretty sure I don't know what the last half hour we've been talking about. Well, don't worry about that last half hour. Half, half hour. Like, we can talk about the next <laughs> half hour. We've got a special guest joining us in just a moment. You're listening to the Mitch, and we're gonna let him in. And uh, uh, has he sent you an I'm late message yet? I uh, know he's at the front, so oh, we're gonna get on him. time. So our feature topic today, you know, fuck everything you've, we've already talked about so far. It's not important. We're talking about something actually important now on the Mitchin. Um, we've got a good friend of ours, Ray Jones from New York, been living in Australia since my son was born. He came here the day Archie Levins came into this world. Oh, Ray Jones oh. came into this world too. That's not I by did accident, not know man. this. <laughs> That's not by accident. Me and, uh, Arch, me and Archie's my spirit animal. <laughs> and uh, I brought Ray in because uh, we were complaining about uh, a new restaurant that opened in Sydney. Uh, and I said that uh, Mitch and I were going to talk about it on the Mitch in this week. <laughs> and Ray said, you guys are going to complain about like racism and cultural appropriation no, in no, restaurants. I said, I said two it. heterosexual white men <laughs> discuss racism in Australia. That's rich. <laughs> we sure are, right? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with, with with that, but it's just like I think there's It's uh, part of the problem there, isn't it, Ray? Other than like like it's shit that y'all probably find weird. Wait a minute, can I curse on your podcast? Yeah, please. Yeah, always. Very, please. Beautiful. <laughs> um it's shit that y'all probably are like don't find weird that I find super weird. In terms of like I won't go as far as to say racism. Because some people, are, I feel like, are too stupid to be racist. But, like, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Fancy shit, right? There, yeah. <laughs> so, like, some shit is just super weird to me that, like, when I moved here, I was like, yo, it's, it's either in, like, three buckets. It's either, like, complete fetishism. Like, yo, everything that's black and American is amazing. And then it's, like, people who actually appreciate culture, which is good. And then it's just pure, just exploitation, almost blackface, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so the almost blackface menu we're going to talk about right now is a, a restaurant that's been getting a lot of press in Australia and, and abroad. Actually, it's been written about on like Hip Hop DX, on Time. It's getting it's getting like more press than like your average restaurant gets, and it's because I know, I never heard of it until you sent me the link. This is a, an Australian hip hop themed restaurant inspired by Jay Z and Beyonce. It's called The Carter. And I have not read one negative thing about it online. It's all these super positive articles about how great someone's done a Jay-Z and Beyonce-inspired <laughs> restaurant. Um, and it, it is so fucking lazy. But, like, no Australian food media has written about it yet, right? Uh, Valid point, Mitch. I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, look, I, I've actually Do been Do they asked. have a hat, fam? <laughs> they got no, no hats. No, 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 no. I but like it. <laughs> I, I know my Ray, shit. Ray I know hats. <laughs> I know hats, bro. You know hats. You're wearing one right now. Uh, I am a Rock Nation. Hat. Uh, but it's so lazy. Like just from like the, the 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 menu options that they put examples of in the article. There's like Nas sticky lamb ribs. Like what the fuck has that got to do with Nas? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, the, the the where it gets really fucking problematic though is there there is a fried chicken dish and it is of just, course it's fried chicken and waffles with sli- with watermelon and it is called Obama fried chicken. In fairness, in fairness, that dish was pulled directly from Roscoe's chicken and waffles. waffles. Sure. Yeah. However, <laughs> my opinion on that is having. This restaurant have a fried chicken and waffles dish with watermelon for whatever reason. Just for the record, PSA: Black people do not eat chicken and watermelon together. <laughs> that's not shit that happens. Like that's not like favorite meal: chicken and watermelon. It does not happen. Do we maybe eat chicken and watermelon at an exponential rate? Yes, <laughs> but not together. So like any time for me. Anytime you see the shit together, red racist flag goes up. Because right. even Roscoe's, they do chicken and waffle. They don't do watermelon no. with it too, right? No. No, but say that to say this. I feel like Roscoe's having a dish that's called Obama and it's chicken and waffles. It's sort of like use of the N-word. Like, insert black person here can come in and refer to me as that. You guys... I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I love y'all. Y'all are my friends. If y'all call me that, we might fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very it it all it all it's all about the actual like my opinion is like the intention. So like my beef, I don't really have a beef with this restaurant. Other than like like the murals on the wall aren't good. So they are like And it's a Jay Z Beyonce inspired thing, but it's kinda not because it's like it takes a political tone. Like there's like a cricket Hillary drink, which I agree with. I think Hillary Clinton is very cricket. Um, but, but, you, but that like, doesn't make you pro-Trump. Nah, 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 nah. Like I, because the owner of this restaurant is pro-Trump. <laughs> I've been doing some uh, some muckraking and found that found the dude's profile, and he shares so many like you know like oh this is going to be interesting term you, like you uh, sent them to me you were stirring the pot <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do but I just find it, that makes it so much worse that he's named the fried chicken dish Obama yeah. fried chicken look this this picture of fried chicken like the chicken looks pretty good it's well shot but it doesn't need to be called 
That's that. That's Beyonce. That's the Beyonce. It doesn't hot need sauce to be wings. called Beyonce. Like it could just be called hot sauce wings. Why does it need to be called Beyonce? Well, I think it's due to the <laughs> hot sauce reference. Yeah, but still, from Lemonade. Like Bro, hot I'm sauce and chicken wings <laughs> been going together. <laughs> I'm for just trying to help, man. man. <laughs> so this isn't even the first example of Australian restaurants borrowing liberally from hip hop culture. And I, before I get too into it, I have to put myself out there. I used to have a restaurant called The Dip, and. Uh, I had. I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but wow. I mean, like you know, I, I, it wasn't over the top, but there were hip hop references. It was over the top, though. Really? Fuck yes! What? <laughs> Are you serious, bro? Come on, we can't do that. Like that shit was definitely over the top. You had like a gangster boo, like turkey dog or some shit. <laughs> I had a Memphis chicken burger named after a Memphis rapper called Gangsta Boo. Is that okay? Is it? Okay? If it's not okay, I'll totally own up listen, to it. Like, listen, no, it's not about it being okay. Like, because again, like, it's just a, weird. Weird at first, because like when I I went to the dip before I knew you, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is like cool, but then it's like. Is this shit really cool? Like you kind of don't know, so like you're you're torn. And I think it's like I mean, there's like layers and deeper levels to the shit. Like a, it's weird to like see like hip hop. You can't go into a fucking restaurant in Australia without like rap being forced down your fucking throat. <laughs> that might be my your fault. restaurant too. <laughs> that might be my like fault. Acme is like ambiance all nice, rap loud and ratchet as fuck. It works for me. Yeah, like I enjoy that. But I'm just saying, like, every restaurant, I'm like, all y'all can't really be into rap like that. Mm. Well, that's uh, at some point, it's kind of, like, yeah. weird and fake. Yeah. So, the, uh, the, the, the menu items on, on the diff, I'll fully put myself out there. I, can't, I don't want to be, like, accused of being a hypocrite. I definitely, and maybe going, if I, if I were to do it again, I wouldn't be so outright with yeah, it. Yeah, like, Coolio, Chitlin, Lowe. I did fuck off. <laughs> Fredro Star Fried Chicken. No, there was, so there was okra. So the cheeseburger was called Young Cheesy. See what the what's, the, what's that? I mean, it's Young Cheesy, but it's a cheeseburger. Okay, so okay. <laughs> that's a pun. So we, we get the, we get the road how how stupid this is. <laughs> I called my like like smoked pork sandwich the Southern Smoke after the uh, mixtapes from like the mid two thousands. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. I got I got I got to get a pass on, on one. that one. Yeah. I think they were the only regular menu items that had uh, rap, rap I, references in them. That's false. I, I went to the dip. Right? It was at least six, like, <laughs> random things. It was like, I don't know, like, a LeChat BLT or something. <laughs> 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 like, it was so much wild shit there. Hey, but like, at least yeah. there were no biggie references. But, yeah. that, that's, like, the bigger problem. That's from- a problem. That you sh- Listen, if you have a restaurant, I feel like you should have fat rapper references. That kind of makes sense to have like a fat sloppy Joe or some shit like that. Mm. But so, question: What's the difference between the dip and the Carter? Politics aside. Well, I mean, that's what I want to talk to you guys about. I, 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 you, I, I, motherfucker, you made the dip, not yeah, me. Yeah. For me, that is a themed thing, right? That's their selling point. It's where like this is inspired by the Carter and la la la. Lev's. First of all, the Carter is a drug house from the movie New Jack City. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear about that. That's A, the confusing part. And even when we're talking about rap, my mind goes to Lil Wayne for the Carter the before Carter it goes to Jay-Z. Jay-Z. So, Jay-Z's not the Carter. His last name is Carter. <laughs> the Carter is a drug house from the early 90s. So what you're saying is the dip should have had more drug references. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I don't even understand how the Carter is meant to be the name of... 
a restaurant. It's not the Carters. Right. It's the Carter, which is directly from New Jack City. Yeah. Like, that's what the shit was called. The, the, the thing for me is the dip was about Levin's love of American food, which then tied into his love of rap and rap culture. Okay. And it was always about the food first and then Lev's smart-ass, cheeky attitude playing into the names of the things and you, on the menu. You came down to my restaurant. There wasn't like graffiti on the walls. There wasn't yeah. like, you know... There was, there was like, a mural of Big Freedom, <laughs> which... Listen, <laughs> I'm not mad at It's because she, she performed there. So the, um, the owner yeah. painted... A it, few times. Yeah, yeah, a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. And for me, Acme is about the food and... The music I like to listen to, which happens to be rap. So, Devil's Advocate. How do we know? Well, if this dude, who I don't know the owner of this place. Um, I know the screenshots I've been sent. <laughs> I'm sure he could dig up weird, weird suspect, context-free screenshots of me that would be equally damning. 100%. But I think it's more of, is it a case of like... If we have the right to make restaurants that have whatever their love for rap, like... Maybe this dude, for whatever reason, really loves the Carters. But the issue is that to that is once you layer the politics into it, I feel like if you just take it at face value, it's bad, but it's not offset of anything else that's being done from like party flyers to restaurants to this to that. Like mm. it's all, all that shit is weird. You know what I mean? But like I feel like once you layer. The politics, i.e. Trump support, that's the shit that's like, oh, motherfucker, you like kind of racist with it. You know what I mean? Because I don't understand a person who doesn't live in America being a Trump supporter other than racist. Mm. Yeah, um, you, we, we ran into that the other day. Yeah, f- I think for me as a restaurant person, like politics and stuff aside, if you're going to open a restaurant, it should be based on food, service, and the quality of those offerings yeah. and the professionalisms of those offerings. But you're a legit And shit. weird menu jokes that maybe not everyone gets the context <laughs> like. <laughs> like, like there were also Simpsons references and Breaking Bad references yeah, exactly. all over that. Like, but yeah. any yeah. anytime you open something and your draw point is a theme and you are we are a theme restaurant and everything comes from that theme, yeah. whether it be black america culture or asian culture or fucking tv or whatever it is if you are opening a theme thing then straight away for me you're stupid and you shouldn't be doing that as a business model yeah like no matter what like the george costanza bar in melbourne is stupid and this is this is coming from someone who has two pictures of george costanza one frame one in each restaurant isn't there one? Yeah, one in each restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a George Costanza bar in Melbourne? Yeah. There was anyway. And <laughs> someone's opening a Larry David themed something, which again is stupid. It's stupid. Open, Don't you kind of want to go? Kind of want to go. You want to go eat a snack? You want to go eat a snack? Snickers with a, with a knife? Yeah, and fork I kind of want to go to Larry David only because before I ever knew who Larry David was. I had a friend, Joe Carlos. He's like, yo, you are Larry David. Because <laughs> there was a picture of Larry David at like a basketball game and like everybody was like, oh, having so much fun. And Larry David was just sitting there like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> and I saw the picture. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of Larry David. Yeah. But yeah, so anytime you're, do, you're opening something as a theme, as a selling point to get media 
and to draw attention, then anything you do under that, it's automatically shit in a way to me and it loses my interest. The quality of what you're offering should be the focus, not that you've got this theme of something from an industry, like my inside industry perspective. That's why you have a hat. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, there's there's a a bigger picture. There are a lot of Australian restaurants that will do fried chicken that have like notorious big in the branding some one of them even has like it in the name there's like a bunch of biggie small biggie small. like a biggie restaurant or something yeah, yeah. and a biggie smalls thing in melbourne and what's like, the restaurant in bondi that has like the last supper but like with all rappers milky, milky, milky lane. lane i fucking hate that place. <laughs> I, w- yo, I wouldn't really call that a restaurant yo either. i hate that place first of all they bring out your fries or chips or Separately from the burger, which is weird. <laughs> the, the, the dip did that too. <laughs> Why, who the fuck taught y'all that? Like that is inappropriate. <laughs> so not only am I looking at this this like mural of like the Last Supper with like Tupac and Big L, neither of which belong on the Last Supper. Respect the Big L, but not enough material. Um, you brought my chips out <laughs> as like an entree. Yeah, <laughs> so I can, but the moral is if you are opening a, 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 you know, if you are a rap fan and you are opening a, a restaurant that features American food, be more careful. Is that the moral? Like, like okay, if if I were to say to you, like, I've I've known you as long as I've known you, but I'm opening the dip now, and I'm like, hey Ray, I'm going to put a burger on the menu called the Gangster Boo. Which is who's a you know not the big not a very well known rapper in Australia, but she has an incredible name. I, I'm a massive fan of. I know you are too. Uh, would your advice be, hey, don't fucking do that, or would it be like, I don't know. Preferences, but I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was forced to have an opinion on this, shit, um, my first question would be why. Like, what does Gangsta Boo have to do with burgers? Nothing. But it's really hard to name burgers besides chicken with this. I know. And, and like, you know, when you're in, in a fine dining restaurant, it doesn't yeah, matter. But yeah. when you have, like, a burger restaurant, you, you've got to name a special. Because everything starts out as a special. You've got to give it some dumb name. And, yeah. and it's like, you know, we're listening to hip-hop in the, in the kitchen while we're cooking it. And we're just like, oh, let's just fucking call it this. Like, it always starts out something like that. Yeah. It's never like, oh, I really like this thing. I'm going to name something after it. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but again, it always. I also named a hot dog after myself. I just want to point out. <laughs> was it like a Lev dog. Lev's yeah, dog. Lev yeah. yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus this <fuck>. motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so. I'm sure bad. you ate one, dude. I'm, you pa- ate you ate my Lev's dog. <laughs> Pause. Pause. I feel like that shit was a baby carrot. It wasn't a veggie dog. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I would just, I mean, to Mitch's point, like, all that shit kind of ends up being corny after a while. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like for what? I, I could see if it was some shit like, oh, Gangsta Boo was in here last month and she ate this. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, we are renaming this shit based on this is what she has. But, like, just to arbitrarily, like, we named a burger Raj after one of my friends as well. Cause he, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> that that makes sense. Like that, no one can argue with. But outside of that, it's like, why the fuck are you naming a burger after like? Unless it's like DJ Paul and you're like using the barbecue sauce or the hot sauce mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck he has. Like I got a bottle of that in my cupboard. That's what that I should have done. That changes the game. You know what I mean? But like, 
just to arbitrarily pick a C-list rapper and be like, I'm going to attach this person to this food item. Like, granted, it's funny. Like, when I first saw, like, the gangster boob shit for, like, the first minute, I was like, oh, that's funny, clever. Then when I was back again, I was like, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he just summed up me, though. <laughs> and the same thing, like... But and it's different because when I saw the menu at the other spot, when it was like Obama, a fried chicken and waffles, I was like, okay, now that's stupid off the rip. <laughs> like nothing is funny about that. Like especially it's like with a side of watermelon. Again, not to be eaten together, not even to be plated together. Like that shit makes a watermelon hot. Who the fuck wants a warm watermelon? <laughs> no one. That's just not appropriate. So aside from that, so it's just. I don't know, man. It's just like, like to Mitch's point, like if you have a restaurant, like have a restaurant based on I don't know food, <laughs> <laughs> not on like the shit you feel will. I don't even know because it's not drawing people in. Because like the only you know write ups I've seen about these places have been like it's a Jay Z Beyonce themed restaurant written by people who I'm sure have never walked into the place. Yeah. Who aren't even in Australia. If you do walk into the place, it's really not a Jay-Z, Beyonce-themed restaurant. Yeah, because of the three of us, guess who's been there? Ray. Ray's been. (laughs) Stop. Have you been to to the restaurant or just like the club? It's a nightclub. I've been to the nightclub portion, which I enjoy thoroughly. (laughs) Shout out to Red Room, um, which recently relocated there. I have not eaten there. Um, I didn't know it was a Beyonce, Jay-Z-themed restaurant. Until Levin sent me the links Like I legit Cause it's nothing It's not like a mural of You know Jay Z You know fucking timeline or whatever It's just there's a picture of Who I assume to be Beyonce on the wall In in the basement it's a very poorly done mural The artwork looks like it's old Kanye pictures It's one Kanye picture with like I don't know what kind of animal that is Like a fucking meerkat on his neck Yeah. And then another one with like very heavy Jay's imagery and the, uh, it's the, fe- the best thing about this is that the art is done by a female artist from Melbourne who doesn't want to be named. I want, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be named either. Like, legit, like, it's not, it's not good mural work. It's not good, like, portrait work. Oh, um, yo, one of their uh, drinks is called Obama Out. Well, that's fair. He was out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he was in peace or no shit. He served his eight terms. I mean, it's two terms, eight years. Um, the nightclub isn't called Red Room anymore. It's now called Magic City. That's also weird. Nah, nah, nah. I think it's... Um, I don't even know why I know this. I think Red Room is Saturdays. Uh, like Red Room's and a night now. Yeah, Red Room's it's not a, a club anymore. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if it was ever... Not since I've been here. I don't think it was ever a club. Because even when it was at the other spot, like I had... A burger there too one time so i don't think it was ever like its own space at least not since i've been here um but i think it's a night which is also like also the, the the thing about like this shit is like come up with something original like magic city there's a bunch of magic cities there's like famous places named magic city in the states mm-hmm. so it's like the shit with australia is like it's hard to find and you know from a food perspective like all of my friends like australia really doesn't have any food that's like, yo, when you go to Australia, you have to eat this. Like, what is that item other than a meat pie? Yeah, that's that's a another conversation because we don't have a long 
food culture like well, we don't no have, connection with with the first Australians have, like, first and foremost so yeah and we don't have a time of really massive poverty and stuff which generated a I'm saying this really poorly but generated a food culture like, yeah, like in, soul in Asia and soul food and you know we don't have that history to to have had our own cultural dishes yeah. come out you know so with that it's like if you don't have that at very least my opinion I'm not a restaurateur but when you do get a restaurant make it in somewhat your own don't like I'm gonna take this food from this other place but I'm also going to try to take this ambiance from this other place yeah. even though it doesn't make any fucking sense and it doesn't really match the ambiance of any place you will ever go to in the states like you will not go like Jay-Z owns restaurants and bars those shits are not Jay-Z Beyonce themed <laughs> <laughs> you feel me so it's like why the fuck do you you can still get nasty lamb ribs there though <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like why do you feel the need to try to associate with this particular thing like food aside like whatever like I don't know if the food is good like whatever but it's like why do you need to try to create this full ambiance and the big problem is like you have people who have never been to the states will probably never go to the states and think that shit is really like that sure yeah I mean it, and it, you know as a someone who does parties like I know the power of just putting like making something a this you know a drake appreciation night yeah. i can sell two thousand tickets to a party called that but if i do a party that plays the same stuff without actually outright saying that that's what it is i'll only sell 200 yeah um you know i, I feel like that this is like a, a factor of, of them kind of buying in on that but too. then the, yeah there's a direct relationship if you're having a drake music night you're playing drake music you know not, what I not mean? Like chicken wings that are called. Yeah, Drake, Drake I can't wings. have a Drake restaurant and sell Drake food. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you know what I mean. It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's our leaving thought for this. It's weird. <laughs> give give 2011 Levin some uh, some advice before he opens his restaurant. Way. <laughs> um. 2011 Levin. Open that shit in 2011. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't name it after rappers. What's well, called the dip? It's okay. No, the food. <laughs> Even right. the dip. The dip is a dance. Remember, um, I put my. We actually named it off the. Yeah, I know. And then I you dip. dip you dip. dip we dip. Yeah. The shit was called the dip. So I was called. I was actually called Duh Dip. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but we know the dip. The dip got its it name is, from Roger Rabbit. That's what the, uh, the the solution they put there. It's. It's a very good reference. <laughs> in this crusade, Levinson. <laughs> that would be my advice. In this crusade. In <laughs> this crusade. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to talk about Sui Sins before we end this? What's that? That's another um, uh, incredible uh, instance yeah. of uh, cultural appropriation in Sydney restaurant scene. This is a new one, new joint that sure opened right, up sure there. Right, in sure. a Asian fusion restaurant. Man, the Asians be getting so fucked over. <laughs> like people just be like doing like all types of wild shit and it's just okay i yeah. mean like f- first and foremost it's like hey you know how there are like fucking 400 incredible asian restaurants within like 100 meters of this restaurant let's open up one where the food is more expensive not as good plus we'll get white girls to wear like faux sexy geisha outfits when they serve you food yeah. to be fair one of these girls has asian heritage because okay. i actually know her <laughs> <laughs> we'll vouch for one of them. but i mean it's not about the girls like, wait, wait, it's not, they're, they're doing their job the branding of it is fucked up yeah 
What's the is this is it what is it is this Asian themed restaurant that yeah. doesn't include yeah. Asians so like <laughs> yeah, yeah the Asian fusion like, gets, Egypt, get, like a movie about Egypt with no black people yes <laughs> they'll never do that I've <laughs> done that shit twice <laughs> <laughs> sensory cocktails Asian fusions small eats and late night disco I feel like that fusion shit is just a way for like me to be racist as fuck like, <laughs> fusion i said fusion fam i didn't say asian yeah. so i can really fuse these white people in here bow bow down sydney your latest hot and bow, bow is B-A-O. B-A-O, yeah yep. late night beats well, so it seems it seems to be a running thing for restaurants that turn into nightclubs yeah <laughs> nightclub maybe maybe yeah. that's the thing like i said it's, it's like there's a drug it's it's actually gonna turn into a nightclub nah man <laughs> kick your ass. I've always wanted <laughs> boy. They kick your ass out of Rush Cutters Bay so quick. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a party in your in your downstairs. Bed. Yeah, like I'd like to throw parties there too. But yeah, you also want to continue running your restaurant yeah, there for longer. Shout than a out week. to the government not allowing you to do nothing. <laughs> Can you do a Nas appreciation? <laughs> Just all sticky lamb ribs all night. <laughs> yeah, sticky lamb ribs. You know. Yeah. Why? Why do they? Why do they need? I think you guys should get. Get that dude on here and then talk to him and maybe rename some of the shit. Because even if you, you know, if you're dead fucking set on naming dishes after rappers, fine. Make it make sense a little bit. So maybe like the sticky lamb ribs can be like, I don't know, named after like Sticky Fingers from Onyx or some shit. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> or Sticky Fingers, the racist band from Brisbane. <laughs> oh, Sydney. Oh, I, I heard Sydney. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter, man. It's all the same. <laughs> 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 but like you guys, I think it would be good. I think it would be a good conversation because I'm sure. Because just like you have your defense, not that you were attacked, but like you have your not defense all, no. of the dip. I brought it up. You weren't even going to bring it up. Oh, trust me, I was bringing it. <laughs> Understand that <laughs> it was coming. Um, but no, nah, just like you have your defense of it, I think it'll be it'll be cool. To like get his defense of it Of yeah. his shit yeah. my, my defense of it was that it was just like a cute reference That I thought people that understood it Would, would kind of get a kick out of And those but that didn't the, would just be like yeah. And that no But that's you, the thing like, Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it, you're right. defines It's the context that you, that you associate cute Because that's You know it's weird for a grown man to be saying cute But <laughs> 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 What's cool defines like what's cool With that or not I'm not saying it wasn't cool I'm not saying it is Like I'm sure there's some people who are not bothered Whatsoever by like Sticky lamb ribs by Nas and you know, <laughs> hot sauce wings from Beyonce. Like I'm sure there's n- people out there who don't care about that shit, a hundred percent. But it's like who defines like you know what works. Just like this shit, I'm sure there's no one who gives. I'm sure there's people who don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, the, Mitch just pointed out the number one review of Suey Sins is someone called Carl saying, "LMAO, fuck this place is fucking corny." <laughs> <laughs> and then, you're right. That is that is actually the best criticism of all of the worst decisions I made at the dip. Yeah, like you know, oh, corny. for every moment that I was like, "Ah, oh, this will be a cute thing to call it," it's corny. Like after yeah. you know, like it's it's funny for like ten seconds, and then after a while, it's corny to yeah. you because you know. It. Once you have to explain some shit to someone to make it funny, it's mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you have to explain a joke to me, like it's no longer a joke at that point. Is it? Yeah. Is is all of this a matter of? Lack of education, or is it just ignorance? And no, I think it's just people. People trying to win, man. Like you trying to win. Who? Like if you're trying to make your club restaurant pop, okay, we gonna call the Carter and tell people it's a Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah. What's up with the restaurant. Obama reference? Like Obama's from Hawaii. 
And Obama's not a Carter. He's like, not a rapper. Know, but like that's but the, and that that's the part that makes it a bit weird. Like that's the part when you wanna you wanna leave the pol- this dude's politics out of it. But it's like, dude, you're like opening the door to that shit by having like political drinks and political references that are more likely to not just fucking shades mm. because of your politics, because of how you're choosing to name this, that, and third. Um, so yeah, that's what makes it like, huh? Like if it was just the corny Jay Z Beyonce shit in the bad murals, fine. Mm. Bad decision making on your part, bro. But because once you layer the politics into that shit, mm. it, it causes problems. I've been asked by three different publications in the last week to write an article akin to the discussion we just had, and I'm not comfortable doing it. Why not? Because uh, you're a heterosexual white male. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. And man, life is so hard for you. <laughs> God, man, no, God. you know what I mean. It's a fucking burden, man. It's just a burden to be a heterosexual I mean, you, cisgender man. Yeah. You brought you brought up the, like you know that, that we, we it shouldn't be a discussion with just the two of us. No, but no. so how do you then make it an article just by me about this thing? I mean, I think an article is one thing because an article is like it comes off as like something like you're writing your opinion about this shit. I mean, and we had this conversation before. Like, there's nothing at all wrong with you being empathetic and like seeing something and being like that shit is wrong. That's my major beef with white people. It's like <laughs> dead ass. Like they'll see some shit and be like, oh, it's nothing wrong with that, or like yeah. mm, I'm not gonna say anything. And then go see like X-Men and be like, oh my God, it's so fucked up how they were treating goddamn uh, insert random made up character who shoots fire out their ass here. So you mean to fucking tell me you can relate to like (laughs) this made up figure that like grows wings and like flies in the water. And whatever you else, seen an X-Men movie. <laughs> nah. whatever these motherfuckers do, like turning to steel and turning to liquid, and I don't know, like yeah. shoot fires out of a goddamn battery pack. But you can't see like some shit that's you know in real life, real human time, fucked it's up. Fucked up, yeah. It's like the all lives matter. Uh, we yeah. want to let some immigrants in here. What do you mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. nah. I said it seems like all lives matter unless you're Not trans white. Jewish, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much yeah, unless yeah. you're a white man. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, eh. so yeah. But you had, writing an article back to that, like it's I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, if you felt compelled, you could like get quotes or whatever from people of color or women or however they feel about it, because that's a whole another conversation. It's like, yeah, you have like cultural pro- cultural appropriation in terms of like people of color, but like there's also a whole another topic of like. Why the fuck do the women have to have their titties out in a restaurant that serves no value to the food? You know what I mean? Shouts so that's a whole another, Yeah, <laughs> that's a show. That's a whole another conversation. But you write an article about that is cool. What I told you was like having a conversation about it is completely different because now it's like a dialogue. And really, what the fuck are you and Mitch going to be talking about? Like, oh, this restaurant is so fucked up. It's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? like, you're just opening yourself up for people to be like, shut up. <laughs> my my point would have been like I said anytime you theme something it's automatically yeah. lame as shit yeah agreed yeah so there's a, lots lots of things that were learnt today um, and uh, I, I learned a lot about my past mistakes <laughs> you should bring the dip back <laughs> <laughs> um, what would the what would I rename the gangster boo to just the chicken burger um nope 
the uh, the spit syndicate chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Just name that shit. Listen, the listen. Nick Loopy. <laughs> listen, the Nick Loopy lasagna. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Joyride gelato. <laughs> The horror show hot dog. Maybe you should open a restaurant, Fam, right? Now. You listen, fucking got it. You name this name the shit. Like name it after people who patron your shit. Like name it after people who are here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just do that. That's fair. So those people are rel- are like Australian famous is or Sydney famous. Um so that those are things I've learned this week, but uh before we leave I want Ray to pass on some knowledge that he learned when we went out to lunch this week. <laughs> he learned a new Australian word. Oh, which one was that? You were like, what's a chook? <laughs> oh, yeah, what the fuck, bro? Like, stop we it. They got lunch. it written on the menu. Like, <laughs> people supposed to know that. Which A chook. He didn't a know what chook. a chook was. <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, y'all laughing like that's a real word. Which <laughs> is really good because Ray was like, what's a chook? <laughs> <laughs> but what's a chook, though? <laughs> how, did, how did chicken get called a chook? I have no fucking idea. Laziness. Right Laziness. Like, you know what? Yeah, just can't be fucked saying slang. two syllables. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel like it's not even slang, though, because even slang, there's a bit of the word. You got the chut. Ref- Come on. Chur. Yeah, the chut is there. You're reaching. Where, which restaurant are you at where it says uh, Glee, Glee Point Diner? Glee Point Diner, which, uh. if anyone out there from Glee Point Diner is listening to this, change your fucking name. <laughs> Good food, but not diner food. Yeah, excellent food, but not at all diner. Because like Levin was like, "Oh, for me to Glee Point Diner," I was like, "All right, cool." I was like, "Fuck!" Like knowing Levin's and you can, know. can I eat some racistly right. named burgers? <laughs> no, I was like, "Man, I'm about to bust down some hot wings and shit like that." And I don't normally eat fried chicken in public, just because you know it sets the race back. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's Levin's. I'm comfortable. Boom. Man, we get there. It's like fucking fish with the head on it, uh, potato cakes. Like it's like pretty shit. I was like, oh. No, not what you had in mind. No, not when you hear the word diner. Right, right, right. But right. a very nice place and a very lovely uh, server. I don't know her name, but if you know uh, the origins of the origins, sorry of uh, of the word chook, um, write us in write the mention podcast at gmail dot com. Ray, where can we find you uh, online? <laughs> He's everywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> online, where? On, oh, what, fuck. What? I forget my Instagram. Like RJ. I'm not on Twitter though. RJ Jones Jr. or something like that. Something like that. Why are you, why are you butchering my shit? Let me look it up. <laughs> Wait, we also have to end with the song of the week. Oh, Ray, yeah, Ray what's your song of the week? Uh, I'm we'll, gonna get, we'll get to that. We'll get to and that. it's going to shock everyone. Uh, Instagram is R underscore Jones Jr. The Jr. is, uh, you know, put some respect on my dad's name. <laughs> You can find Mitch at Instagram. <laughs> I'm at Lev Dog, and the Mitchin can be found Facebook.com/slash The Mitchin. Uh, come find us there. Pass on some uh, stories for us to talk about next week. Um, maybe think of some weird things from my past that I can get embarrassed about next next week. <laughs> from your past, like last week. <laughs> you do a lot of shit, Levin. <laughs> Ray, what's the what's the song? How are we ending this episode? Wait, wait. Before can we make a every time one of us does some embarrassing shit, can we make it a segment where Ray blasts for it? Because <laughs> <laughs> Ray will make everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, I mean, even if it's just like a five minute thing every week, Ray just calls into blasts about some dumb okay, shit we did right, the week I'll, before. I'm, I'm, I'm down, with it. Sure. Um, <laughs> my song. Who's gonna play it? Do you play it or do oh, I? No, no. You just we'll tell us what post. it is and we link it in. Magic. Um, oh, beautiful. So the song I would never, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like I haven't even listened to this song in years because when it came out, I was like, "This is so against all that I believe in." <laughs> yeah, I cannot 
ever listen to this And when this artist made this song I literally stopped listening to him For years Like until Everything was settled And now I have to go back and re-listen to his music That he made since then But I literally cut him off That's how I roll uh, But it fit the topic The song I chose is by Nasir Jones And it's Ether. Really? Wow. I'm gonna end on Ether. Right, really? <laughs> I chose Ether, baby. I, chose Ether. I, I actually thought Ray might have gone with some Adele. <laughs> you were at Adele like, last like week. Fam, I was at Adele and I and went and I went to Red Room straight away <laughs> after Adele. With with Adele's band. <laughs> yes, and they were all very nice people. Um and the people at Red Room were very nice. I believe I even met the the guy who owns it, so who thereby owns the Carter, who was also a very nice human. I mean, in my interaction, that was all of 45 seconds. Um, but, you know, when something is wrong, something is wrong. So, but yeah, Ether because... Sticky lamb ribs. Because sticky lamb ribs, because bad murals. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Was Ether the song that made you stop listening to Nas? Stop. Because it was his diss to Jay-Z. Right. And then, but what brought it back? What have you... When Jay Z brought him out on stage at Madison Square Garden, then you were like, "Okay, now I can then go I back said, and listen Nas to is acceptable again." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that moment, it was. It was at that moment. It was a I Declare War concert. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> and fucking Jay Z got to the point of uh, I forget the song where he says, "Who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas?" Yeah. Previously, after the beef, he wouldn't say Nas. He would just stop it and go straight into Takeover. That was a thing. Takeover was his diss track to Nas. Mm-hmm. This thing you knew, you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Did you I not know, know that? Didn't know that. I'm, I'm every man. I let everyone on my. Oh, okay. I thought you were <laughs> yeah. yeah. talking to everyone. Yeah, not yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was about to like, what the fuck? Ray got real upset with me just like, then. You didn't know that? <laughs> Come on. Ray got um, real upset. But that night, he stopped that Nas, and was like, "Oh shit, he's about to go on a takeover." Oh, oh, oh. Instead of going to the takeover, Nas emerged. Mind fucking blown. <laughs> and then, it's still a bad song, but and I'll then make they a did, song. And then they did but then and then they did um Dead Presidents together with right, Nas yeah. on the hook. Made perfect sense. Ether is a bad song. It's an awful song. <laughs> awful song. It's a good diss track. Not better than Takeover by any means whatsoever. But it's a good diss track And it's dissing Jay-Z Who was a Carter Wow uh, And there's Nas Sticky Lamb Ribs Yeah right. There we go right. so that, Synergy Ray. all about synergy yeah, right. today Absolute synergy uh, Ray just uh, solidified Permanent guest status <laughs> 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 We'll have to check in with you regularly Thanks so much for joining us today Thanks bro I appreciate it um, And uh, we'll see you next week at the Mitchin Peace Jay-Z. What's up, niggas? Hey, yo, I know you ain't talking about me, dog. You? What? Fuck Jay-Z. You been on my dick, nigga. You love uh, my style, uh, nigga. Fuck uh, Jay-Z. Uh, fuck with your soul like ether. Well, Teach you the king, you know you. Godson across the belly. Lose. I prove you lost the race. Uh, yourself for the main event. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like an AIDS test. What's the results? Not positive. Who's the best? Pac, Nas, and Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South, Floor, Style, Greetings. 
I embrace y'all with napalm, blows up, no guts, left chest, face gone, how can I be garbage, send me autos at your cottage, burn it at the side of your dome, come out of my throne, I got this, lock sense, 9-1, I am the truest, name a rapper that I ain't influenced, gave y'all chapters, but now I keep my eyes on the Judas, with Hawaiian Sophie fame, kept my name in his music, check it out, fuck with your soul like ether, teach you the king, you know you, Godson across the belly, I prove you lost already, Hey yo, pass me the weed, put my ashes out on these niggas, man. Hey yo, you faggots, y'all kneel.